Welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Nia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hey, Busy Mamas, it's Mia here. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. This is our seventh and final episode in this series of 49 Doable Changes. I'm a little sad that this is ending because I've actually loved doing these. So as you guys probably know, if you're listeners who've been listening all week, that We are running this series because I created this list of 101 doable changes that are really geared toward helping you focus on one doable thing at a time and really figuring out how to tackle that thing over the course of a week and fit it into your life and make it work for you and just figure out how to make it fit in. They're all healthy changes, but a lot of times we try to just do everything at once and then maybe we can be successful at that for a week, but then week number two comes and it all sort of falls apart. Have you ever had that experience? But when you really focus on one thing and you genuinely focus on how that works in your life, Chances are on week two, it'll still work in your life. And on week two, you're going to add in another thing while that old thing is still going. And over time, you've created this amazing healthy lifestyle that's really sustainable, um, which is a lot different than going all in and doing something that just can't sustain a sick child or a vacation. Like there's things that we just do that, that can't work in those situations. So this gives us a rhythm and a system to constantly exercising, adding in health to our life. So I'm super excited about this list, about this series. I'm already seeing that I'm gonna have to do this again and I'm already thinking of things I wanna add to the list, but not to your to-do list, remember that. This is not adding to your to-do list because you are solely gonna focus on this one thing. And the thing I like to do is to scan this list um, or scan a, a smaller list from this list that I've made on Sunday night and just see what that thing is that I want to focus in on for the week. And and usually it just kind of pops off the page, the thing I, thing I need. Sometimes it's super simple, like I just really need to focus on water this week. And other times it's like, let's have fun with really pushing ourselves and trying something new. Actually, just yesterday, my mother-in-law came over and she has been trying to ditch gluten and she was just saying, like, it's time. She's going to learn to really uh, bake bake gluten-free bread. And I, that's just so cool that we that to have this pattern of just always learning. Um, a lot of times when we get into this busy mom moment with little ones, we forget, you know, we, we spend a lot of time running around and having them sign up for activities and learning experiences and we're focused a lot on that, but we forget about our own growth. So that is what this is about. And today's doable changes are seven, a little bit more 2.0, maybe ninja changes. I actually just gave one away and I didn't even realize I did that. Um, that are fun. I wouldn't start with these, 
unless you're like already far along on the path, these are probably, you know, these are the 2.0 version and I wouldn't want to overwhelm you with healthy changes because especially in episode one, some of them are just so simple. They just need your attention more than you needing to learn how to do anything like getting to sleep and drinking water, right? Um, so these are a little, a little, you know, more 2.0 in that sense. So I'm going to hop into them in a sec. Before I hop into them, um, I just wanted to remind you guys and tell you guys about a webinar that I'm running, a free training, a free workshop that I'm really excited about. So I've been thinking a lot about how we plan, what goes into our days. I've been running into a lot of moms lately who are too busy to stop and think about their health, their life, and it's like no judgment. I've been there. I can still get there. Um, but it always gets me thinking, like, why do we do this to ourselves? Why why do we get so busy? Why do we not have time to breathe? Why are we going to, like, children's symphonies and, you know, sing-alongs and two soccer practices a day? You know, why why are we doing all these things? And sometimes there's a reason. Like, sometimes there's a good reason. But a lot of times we're just kind of doing it because... Everybody else is because we think we're supposed to, but we haven't really taken a step back to see like, what's the bigger goal? What are we really trying to get toward? And if you're here listening um, and your goal is about having a healthier life, sometimes some of those things have to give. So I've been thinking a lot about scheduling and how do we really rethink about how we schedule our days and how are we fitting in work and home and food and you know a lot of times we talk about this work life balance but when we're planning when we're planning our days we're actually not planning for the balance does that make sense and so i've been thinking a lot about this and that's what i'm going to teach a workshop on so you can get to the sign up by going to plansimplemeals.com/learn um and you will be able to to hop on that that web that free workshop and it's going to be an hour. It's not going to be like one of those 90 minute to 2 hour things. It's it's really going to be an hour. I'm going to try to stop it actually at about 50 minutes and open it up for Q&A and of course I'll stay on as long as you guys have questions, but I really want to be I want to teach as much as I can in that amount of time so that you guys really get some value and get some real strategies and start making your own plan. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't want to drag it out unnecessarily. So that's what that is. So let's dive into these changes. So here's my favorite. Create your self-care regimen for the mornings. So this is really important. And actually, it's funny, as I'm recording this, I actually did this well today. And I don't do this well every day, I fully admit. But I find that if I can really take care of myself first thing in the morning, that the whole rest of the day goes at a different flow than it does on days that I don't. And this can be simple, it can be complex. So I just alluded to the fact that I took care of myself this morning, I actually set an alarm and woke up and got out the door to make it to a 6 a.m. yoga class because I homeschool my kids and I know that that's my moment before they wake up that I can actually get out before my husband has to go to work and move my body and really feel good. 
Um, I also am making time this morning to take a shower, which sometimes I take for granted, and I'm doing a cleanse right now. So I'm going to make time to make my smoothie for this morning, this morning, but also my two smoothies for later today, and just make sure I have everything set up for lunch. So that's part of my morning instead of part of the chaos that actually is lunch. Um, I generally meditate for 10 minutes a morning and I love this app called Insight Meditation because I can just on my phone, I plug in my headset and I can just go pick the one that resonates for that morning and they're mostly 10 minutes long. So it's just not that long and it's easier for me than just pretending like I know what to do sitting in silence. So those are just some strategies. We're going to actually dive a little deeper into the morning um, routine in the free workshop and I'm getting really excited for a, a really in-depth program I'm doing on this topic that's coming up so just pay attention make sure you're in in the loop um, because I really do believe that this process of de designing redesigning knowing how to take control of your day first thing in the morning is just the best ever so if that speaks to you and you're not, not feeling like you're 2.0, I would totally go for that one anyway. That's number one. Number two is soak and cook dried beans versus using the canned variety. So this is one that a lot of people are like, I just don't have time. I just can't imagine that. I don't have time. I don't have whatever. So that's why you spend a week doing it. So, you know, Beans and cans have been processed in a factory that we don't know. We don't know what's happened. You know, I definitely use them from time to time, but I try not to make a practice of it. And we generally eat a lot of legumes, a lot of beans, maybe two or three times a week. So what I do is on Sunday, usually, I'll soak two kinds um, and sometimes if I want to actually get cooking done on Sunday, I'll remember to do that on Saturday night. And then I have a pressure cooker. So that's a tool I highly recommend for making this a, a process. So maybe if you made this your doable change for a week, you would look into what it means to get a pressure cooker. If your some family member has one they've never used, like what that would look like, um, that kind of thing. But so basically I, I soak them overnight and then in the pressure cooker, they only take 10 to 12 minutes depending on the bean and you get some directions around that. And sometimes I'll just cook them in water so that they're just like they would have been out of a can except I did the whole process of soaking them and cooking them and I washed them and, you know, sometimes I sprout them and I'm just, I feel like they're really good quality beans so sometimes that's what it looks like. And sometimes I'll actually, you know, a lot of times actually I'll make them into the actual dish in the pressure cooker. So sometimes I make beans just in water because they make a great ingredient in cakes and brownies, believe it or not. And then, of course, I don't want to have garlic and salt in those ones. But if you really pay it, this is one of those just you know, niggly things that you might in your brain be thinking is not you, you're not that kind of person. But if you really spend a week trying to figure out how to make this work, generally you'll figure out those systems that you need to do, not mine, but yours, that will actually make this happen. Like you'll find that 
that trigger, that moment where, oh yeah, I could soak some beans right now. And you'll be able to repeat that over time. You'll also figure out the process for cooking them that best suits you. Um, and you might need to think about the source of where you're getting your beans or how to upgrade the cookware around it. So these are all things you would think about if dried beans were your doable change for the week. So see, there's like some really shiny ones like redesigning your morning and then there's the bean ones and they're all important in this journey of living our healthy life. They're just all a little different. So number three, and these are in a funny order today, but that's okay. They don't really go with each other. They're just all, you know, 2.0 things. So number three is think of how Cleaning supplies, toothpaste, the cream you put on your body, makeup that you put on your face could be cleaner. These things all have a lot of junk in them that we're not even aware of. So if you make this your doable change, you're probably not going to clean out all your closets and all your you know cabinets in one week. But you can start to research. You can start to understand. One of my favorite resources is EWG, which stands for Environmental Working Group. And they have a bunch of different resources for how to check if things are clean. So maybe what you're doing in this week is taking an assessment of your home. Or you're finding a class that someone teaches on the topic. Or you're remembering that one of your good friends knows a lot about this and you're tapping her mind. Or maybe you pick one of those things and you play with it for the week. So maybe you're like, okay, I use five cleaning supplies. How can I make these cleaner? Does that make sense? That's number three. Number four, ooh, this is a fun one, and coming up on summer, it becomes a little easier. Try living one whole month off of fresh local produce. So whether that's from a farm share, from the farmer's market as those are coming up and back, they're not quite here yet, but maybe south they are. Um, how can you live off of local unprocessed food? I, I'm saying for a month, but you know, you could just play with it for a week, but Usually this needs a little bit of like planning. So maybe it would be that you plan for a week and then you're doing it for three weeks, if that makes sense. But how can you live off of local food? Okay, number five. If you're trying to be um, gluten-free or dairy-free or anything free, egg-free, if you're trying to be all three of those things, most likely you've noticed that there aren't a lot of many friendly breads out there. So what if you spent a week trying to figure out how to bake bread, what, where, how you would fit that in time-wise, like what, what it would look like. I promise you you're going to make a few bricks because that's pretty much the stage I'm at um, in the process of getting to bread. But what does it look like? My friend um, Heather Crosby actually just launched a course just on gluten-free baking. So I will link that up in the description of this um, podcast and on the blog, but she has the site called Yum Universe and she has a book, two books, one that just came out and one that was from two years ago. And she's a great resource for this because all of her stuff is gluten-free and plant-based. And she, her, what from her I learned to sort of let go of the idea a little bit of needing always to bake it perfect in the oven, which I'm gonna master someday. Just hear me on that. I'm going to master it, but I haven't mastered it yet. So, but she has all these great recipes for bread you can make in the pan. And so like pancakes. And so that was really fun for me. That gave me like a different way that didn't feel quite so cumbersome. 
So check out what she has to offer in that course. And, you know, maybe that's a good way to help bring you through the week. But a lot of this is also just systems and time and making space and, you know, realizing that instead of running up to go when the kids go to bed to watch a Netflix movie that maybe you do something in the kitchen to prepare, you know, to figure out how to bake, or maybe you wake up a little bit earlier in the morning to do it. These things, I'm not going to lie, take time. But as you get the systems in place, it doesn't feel like it's pulling away from your life anymore. Because in fact, what most people find is that a lot of these things are kind of more relaxing than the other things that we were doing instead. Okay, so I think that's number five. Um, and number six, is going to be, ooh, this is a good one. I'm sort of looking off this list because I, I had a number of um, different ones that I could have done. Number six is create a system for fruit and veggie waste, like a composting system. So many of you probably already do this, but if you don't, look into it. Usually your town um you know, if you live in suburbia, you, you just compost in your yard, but usually your town has a big sort of container that you can go get or buy from them that you can put compost into. You can go on Amazon and find a, a pretty, you know, bucket looking thing that you put right by your sink. And then it becomes a great kid job that when that gets filled, you go, they go out and they put it in the, in the compost pile. And it's funny because it's, it's kind of gross sometimes, but it's just a great way to learn and, and make less waste. Our trash when we started composting was so much less, I almost couldn't believe it. So it makes less trash, it's putting the waste in the right place, it's teaching the kids a little bit about the life cycle of, you know, how our food ends up to be dirt. Um, and if you live in the city, a lot of times cities have a pickup. So obviously you can't compost in the back alley, but a lot of times there'll be a way that somebody can come pick up compost waste. So you're just putting it into, you know, a regular garbage pail, and then the compost people are coming to pick it up. All right, so I one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I think I checked off eight. I might have to give you eight today. Okay. So actually, well, no, I don't need to give you eight because two of them are related. So number seven is invest in a tower garden or some sort of growing system that allows you to grow veggies all year long. So if you're like me right now, and it's March, and you're in a northern climate, you're like looking out the window, and there's some blue skies at some moments, but it could still snow, <laughs> and it's still cold, and you're still in your winter jacket, and you're thinking about summer and beach, but it's not quite there yet. But there are systems that you can use inside your house to be growing lettuce and greens all year long. And how cool is that? So this is one that you can Google, but you can also contact me directly about. It's something I'm quite passionate about and can put you in touch with the right person to chat with. So if this sounds like something you're super excited about, just reach out to us. Reach out to us at Plan Simple Meals um, and put inside gardening in the subject. All right, so you just go to the website, find the contact form, and put inside gardening in the topic, in the subject, and we will get you all hooked up with information that you might need. So then I am going to do number eight, because it's a little different and a little bit more focused than I think what I did is number four, 
which is to revamp your medicine cabinet. Um, and I know this goes with revamping everything, but revamping the medicine cabinet is a little bit more targeted. So this might be a longer process, just like uh, all, I feel like all these 2.01s are actually a longer process. So that your week that you're diving into them is really getting an understanding, figuring out how you would fit this in, figuring out what the different parts are, maybe making some lists, like it might involve purchasing, whereas a lot of the other ones don't. So, you know, what does that look like? You know, maybe you, we have to fit it in, we have to budget it. Um, maybe there's things that you're on or that you use that you're going to have to wean yourself off of. So this one is, you know, to revamp your medicine cabinet might take some time. <laughs> But know that you don't have to have all those things from CVS in your medicine cabinet. There, it could be a day where you open it and there are essential oils and the right supplements. Um, my favorite supplement is literally just fruits and vegetables. Um, I also take some other ones, though, that you know just help me through some of the more hormonal stuff that's happening at this point in life. But it doesn't have to, you know, my medicine cabinet used to be Benadryl and Advil and cough syrup and all this stuff. And as you start to get healthier, you don't need all that stuff, but you don't always clean out the cabinet. And it's fun to have stuff that actually starts to promote your better health instead of, you know, the thing that you take when you're in bad health. Because as you get healthier and you don't need that stuff, what else can you put in that cabinet? So that's a really fun one. Another good one is one we love in our house is Arnica. So that is something that you would put you put on like bruises and cuts and scrapes for kids. Um, that's one I, I didn't personally know about before having kids. So that's, that's a good one. And you can go back and listen to the podcast by Jessica Hennessy sometime in December. And she did a really fun podcast on different ways to use essential oils, um, which is another great one for both preventing different things, but also, you know, helping them when they happen. So there's all sorts of ways to help with poison ivy and help when you're, you know, feeling sad. So lots of great ways to use essential oils. So hopefully these 2.0 changes have served you and not totally overwhelmed you. So these are big. These are ninja. These are things that I haven't completely done. I fully, fully admit actually that we still have Benadryl in our medicine cabinet. I don't plan to always. One of the things I'm finding is that the anaphylactic allergy situations in our house are, are going away. They're, they're going away. So I keep it there just in case. Um, but I'm hoping that someday I don't need that just in case. I'm really psyched for that day. But they've definitely improved and gotten better and better over time. And I just keep an open mind and keep trying to understand more and more about how we can live optim optimal health. And it's just spending time on that and, and dedicating, you know, a week at a time every so often has really helped in that process. So I hope this has all served you guys. I hope you liked those seven changes. I hope you liked all 49 changes. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, definitely go back and listen. They all sort of have a theme. I started off with the seven ones that I thought, you know, were really things that we should all try to tackle. 
um, sooner rather than later. And then I went into sort of more by theme. So there's family, there's the scheduling and planning of things. Um, there's the more self-care ones. There's the more kitchen and thing-based one. So go back and listen and figure out which one serves you. Um, definitely download that document, which also comes with um, a mini course um, or email series that will just take you through it a little bit and remind you to check it for a few weeks just so you can get in the habit of even doing that, which is a doable change in itself, right? Getting into this habit of just picking one thing a week, that might be the thing you work on for a couple weeks, and that's that's awesome. Okay, so I think, you guys, that's all that I have. And up next week, we start with this incredible interview series of amazing mamas who some of them are in the worlds of health and wellness and some of them aren't, but they all are doing really cool things in their homes, even though they're really busy and have very full lives. Um, and you'll start to understand where they let themselves be busy and where they don't let themselves be busy and how they prioritize health in a life that it's more like the outside world thinks is really busy because they're all really rocking it. So I hope that that becomes inspiring to you guys and that you tune back into those interviews, which are so, so fun. All right, and I will see some of you on that free workshop. Remember to go sign up for it at plansimplemeals.com slash learn. And I will see you guys at our normal sessions, normal podcast time, which is Wednesdays starting next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit healthymomsmeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at healthymomsmeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.